0: Hey, this is Joe Caminetti, Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message.
1: Welcome to traditional church. Um, I'm dressed for a picnic that happens after 11 a.m., so if you want to come back for the picnic and free hot dogs, hamburgers, feel free to do so. Uh, We're going to be blessed this weekend with a panel from our worship team that's going to talk about the subject of worship. So can we give it up for them? Let them know how excited we are to have them.
2: Good morning, Believers Church. How's everybody doing today? It's so good to see everyone. My name is Michelle Denunzio. I don't get to come over this way often because I'm over in our Warren campus doing worship over there. So um, some of our worship team, we've been so excited to come and join you guys and just have this conversation. So um, like I said, my name's Michelle. I'm the worship leader at our Warren campus. But we're so excited because not only is today the first weekend in our summer series, We've got so many great things lined up over the month of July, but today we're calling it Summer Sounds, and I'm up here with a group of people that some of them are familiar faces to you. Some of them you hear from all the time, in fact, but today you're going to get to hear from them in a little bit of a different way. You guys, I'm up here with some of our incredible BC worship team members, and yeah, let's give it up for them. And let me tell you, I have had, um, I've been blessed to know each and everybody on this panel for many years as I've done worship with them over time. And I could tell you, they all have such genuine hearts for God, genuine hearts for worship. And so I know you're going to take so much away from what they have to share today. And I would love for you guys to introduce yourselves. So tell us a little bit about yourselves, um, what you do on our worship teams, and then I'd love for you to share maybe your favorite worship song, like, Maybe if if it's an old song or one that you're loving right now that we could put on our worship playlist. Renee, we're gonna start with you. We're passing mics today, so.
3: Hi, my name is Renee John Tony. I'm married to this guy for 28 years, but anyway. So I have been coming to BC for 21 years. I've been on the worship team for, I think, 17 or 18 years. I'm over in the Warren campus. I play keys and sing. Um, I am a teacher. I've been a teacher for 30 years. Five more to go. (laughs) And um, my favorite song, okay, so I have to go, okay, I have to have two, though. Sorry, Michelle. That's okay, Renee. So if I go old school, How Great Thou Art still uh, melts my heart. And probably more current. Um, even though it's kind of been out there for a while, is Waymaker. So I love that song. Thanks, Renee.
4: Hello. She already introduced me, basically. So <laughs> my my name is Frank, and uh, I'm uh, married to this lovely lady here, lucky man that I am. And um, I play uh, electric guitar on the worship team. Um, we have three wonderful kids and, <laughs> and two beautiful grandbabies that we just adore. And... Uh, that's what we do most of the time. <laughs> um, my, my current favorite song is uh, Same God by Elevation that we've been doing recently, but uh, there's one called uh, Come to the Altar of theirs also from a few years back that really always resonates because it just says what it's all about. So um, that's about it. <laughs> Kelly. Uh, my name is Kelly Thomas, and
5: I actually am kind of a hybrid. I'm here; uh, I lead worship here at the traditional campus. So, if you have requests, let me know. I'm glad to take them, <laughs> and I'm also on the worship team at the main campus, and and I sing. And sometimes we'll play a little bit of guitar, and I am married. My husband's name's Blair, and he works like all the time. He does like a seven-day swing, and it's just bad, and uh, so he can't always make it, but he's with me in spirit here. Um, We have three kids. One's an army combat medic. Um, He just got out of the army not long ago, after 15 months in Iraq, which was pretty tough. And then my daughter's an RN, and I have, uh, and Corey lives in Florida, and her husband's an EPA inspector, all kinds of stuff, but I've got six granddaughters. So (laughs) it's kind of crazy, and the oldest one's going to be 18 very soon, and um, so uh, pray for guidance for her, because she is a hot mess right now. I'm almost 18, so we remember that, but That's um, If I have to think of my favorite worship songs, um, Amazing Grace is very near and dear to my heart. My uncle, I was very close to, uh, we would go around and play that at different churches. And it brings tears to my eyes to sing it now. And uh, just because um, last time I sang it was at his funeral. And so that was very difficult. So it may not be on the playlist for me, but maybe one of these other beautiful singers. And, um, you know, I really am loving the song um, In Jesus' Name and Lion, and, and uh, um, anything Charity Gale. And also, uh, It's About the Cross by the Ball Brothers brings me to tears. So uh,
2: so that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. How about you, Faith?
6: My name is Faith Hall. I am a wife, a mother, a grandmother, and a behavior therapist for children. <laughs> <Is that right>? <laughs> <laughs> I've been here at BC um, well over 25 years now, and I've been on the worship team um, 20 years, about 20 years here. Um, I'm just honored to be able to serve at such a church, just to lay my life down and be a part. Um, I would have to say my favorite worship song is Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone. Um, That's still one of my favorite.
2: Thanks, Faith.
1: Hi, everybody. Um, My name is Kyle Merritt, born and raised in Warren, Ohio. Uh, I've been on the worship team for probably not quite as long as most other people on the panel. Um, And like Kelly, I'm a hybrid as well. I serve on the traditional team as well as on the contemporary team. Um, I actually sell pianos, um, like that one. (laughs) Uh, For a company called Solich Piano, we have uh, stores in Cleveland, Columbus, and Pittsburgh.
2: Just a quick plug.
1: (laughs) Couldn't resist. Thank you, Pastor Joe. And uh, I, I love to do theater. I've done theater for over 20 years. And uh, I woke up this morning saying that I was just going to pick one favorite song, which is nearly impossible to do. So if I had to pick one, I would say my favorite worship song is "Raise a Hallelujah." Yeah,
5: that's
2: good. That's good. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Thank you, everybody, and. I'll introduce myself just a little bit more, but like I said, my name's Michelle D'Annunzio, and not only am I the worship leader at our Warren campus, but I have an incredible husband named Steve. We've been married for five years, and together we have a baby girl named Remy, who's six months old. Um, My mother and father-in-law are the campus pastors here at Traditional, so Pastors Dom and Tony. I love being a part of their family. And... Yes, totally worthy of applause there. And my parents are Pastors Joe and Gina, so I've been a part of this church since before I can even remember being a part of this church. And I could tell you, I love worship. I'm so passionate about um, that subject in general, and so I'm just always excited to learn more about it, learn more about God's heart towards that subject. My favorite worship song of all time, if I have to pick one, because I'm like, you guys, that's hard. But if you've heard the song Oceans by Hillsong United, um, I'm sure you have because it's a very popular one. And I believe it's because it's such a powerful song. And honestly, I just believe that about worship music in general, like if it's based on scripture and you're singing it to worship and glorify God, powerful things happen. So I'm excited to dive deeper into this conversation about worshiping God, whether it's through our song or worshiping him, even with the way that we live our lives. And so I feel like before we even start talking about those things, it's important to answer a big question. So I'm going to ask you guys this, all right? What is worship? It's a big one, but I feel like we do need to just like define it. Um, how about we start with you, Renee? What is worship?
3: Well, um, when I think of worship, I think that it is a, a continual, um, constant daily quest to glorify God and realizing that, of course, we go through different situations. Our um, seasons in life change. Our situations change. Sometimes we're in the valley facing trials. Sometimes we're on the mountaintops. Um, but it doesn't matter what our situation is, even though those change, God's worth never changes. And so we are to do what we can to put him in our lives and a, a part of our heart every single day. Um I feel like he daily forgives me of sin. He daily gives me mercy. He daily gives me grace. He's faithful daily. So I, the least I can do is worship him daily and thank him for all of that. Um, there's a scripture in Psalm um, one. Got to look. Sorry, one forty-five three, that says um, God is magnificent. Um, he can never be praised enough. There is no boundary to his greatness. And so, if you keep that in mind and keep your heart towards honoring Him, because He deserves it, He's great, you know. So then, that's why we worship. So. Thanks, Renee. How about you, Kelly?
5: I have to look at my notes too because <laughs> I have like the attention span of a gnat. So <laughs> <laughs>
2: we love Kelly. So me, bad. She's so much fun. It
5: is so bad. So, um, so to me, worship is like uh, powering up. It's like you're coming. You're not, it tells us to come boldly into the throne of grace. So I'm going boldly, and I'm saying to God, you know, hey, I have so many shortcomings, and this is my hurt, and this is my anxiety, and this is my fear. I need you to take those and just fill me with what you can. And he can't fill me if I'm holding on to those things. I have to make room for them. And we sing that song today, I think. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, so that that's really important. And, and, you know, when he fills you and he takes those things from you and he replaces it with his spirit, how can you not? How can you not just fall down before him and worship? It's, it's just something that you have to do. And, and we have that tendency to just close ourselves off and cross ourselves off and hide behind all of these masks and fears. But to be able to stand there and just throw your hands open wide to say, here I am. I don't have much, but all I have is yours. Um, I was blessed enough to go with a friend to lead worship one time at a campground of all places. He asked me to join him. And I remember when we walked into the place, the woman that was leading the camp said to us, she said, oh, what hymns will you be doing today? And I said to her, well, We're really not doing any hymns. We have guitars, and we're going to play some contemporary music. And she said to me, oh, so you're the entertainment. And it kind of hit me really hard, and I thought to myself, no, this is worship, because it doesn't matter the tune, it doesn't matter the lyric, it doesn't matter the instruments that are to be played. We are going before God, and he says, play skillfully before me, so it doesn't matter the tune, the song. The lyric, we've been praising him with the same words over and over that you
2: are magnificent. So that's Kelly, so beautifully said. Thank you so much. Kyle, if you could define what is worship, what would you say to that?
1: Well, Renee and Kelly have already said so many wonderful things. And it's really hard, like, picking your favorite worship song to kind of define it in a couple words. Uh, But for me, I feel that worship is a combination of both surrender as well as celebration. And when you have both of those things together, worship is perfect. You know, we as people are not perfect. I mean, it, you know, one of our core values here is that there's no perfect people allowed. But when we give ourselves to worship, the act of worship and the act of celebrating God and remembering God is completely perfect. You know, worship is remembering that uh, we, we, we recognize that Jesus died for our sins, died on the cross for us, and that we're eternally grateful for that. And just as, you know, we, we give ourselves to Jesus, it's always going to be a celebration. And as we give ourselves to our worship, we're never going to walk alone. So worship is something that we can always be able to have a connection not only to God, but in many instances we can have a connection to our fellow peers as we worship corporately.
2: Thank you, Kyle. That's awesome. And I love that you guys all have so much to say and add to how you define what worship is. In fact, in the Bible, all throughout scripture, praise and worship is translated in so many different ways in the Greek and Hebrew languages. And one that stands out to me is the word Barak. And most often in Hebrew, it's translated uh, as to bless or to bow down before in reverence and submission to God. And I love so much that that definition has so little to do with us and everything to do with looking beyond ourselves, looking to God, blessing him, ministering to him, and glorifying him. And so um, that's a powerful thing when we look beyond ourselves and worship the very God who created us. I know that a lot of you who are here today can look back at your lives and say, yes, worship has impacted me in some way, shape or form. I know that it has for me. Um, I've had times in worship where I've experienced breakthrough, where I've experienced healing, times in worship where I've grown closer to God just through worshiping him. I know there might be some of you here today where it's kind of a newer concept in general to worship, and you're still learning more about it. But I want you guys to know that God designed it to impact your lives as well. And so I would love for you guys to talk about how worship has really impacted your life. Um, Frank, how about you?
4: Okay, Um, I grew up actually in a very traditional in in the Catholic Church, uh, St. Rose Church in in Girard, and. uh, from a young age, um, I always kind of knew of the importance of God, and um, I went through the whole thing, I was an altar boy and uh, and, and all of that, and um, when I was around 14, 15 years old, I started playing guitar in the uh, folk masses that they had um, at the time, and you know, I really, I didn't have this great understanding of what worship was and how you know important it was, but uh it always brought joy, like it was happiness to sing songs honoring God and uh so forth. So that was my early humble beginnings. And um later on in life as I um as I matured in my f- faith and came to a greater understanding, um uh I just grew more into it. I ended up at Pleasant Valley Church at one point and Niles and um, got involved with uh, the youth group and playing and leading worship there. So I'm getting to a point really where I'm telling you my story. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, as I again I you know I was growing in in all of that. At one one point, one particular weekend that was coming up, I forget all the details, but like the the main worship leader was out of town and somebody else that was supposed to do it got sick and so they went to the third string bench and (laughs) asked me if I would if I would lead worship in the main service and I was like I agreed but I was petrified because it was so in my mind I mean it was so different than with with youth and um, so I agreed to do it and I remember right before as that Sunday approached and on that day I was just so nervous and I was thinking, what what if I mess up? What if I play the wrong chords? What if I sing off key? And as I was just walking up to the platform, as I hit the steps, this um, I heard, it's not about you. And this overwhelming peace just came over me and I can't describe it. I never felt anything like that. It was like the, the anxiety just left and um, there was just a freedom to lead the people in, in worship, and um, I came to, in that moment, it was a realization that this is more than just singing songs and experiencing emotion, that we're um, setting up a place where God can inhabit our praise and we could have an encounter with him. Um, it became a real respectful thing to me, like this was holy ground, and there's no room for ego or pride, and... Um, that realization takes the emphasis off of performance and uh, makes it an offering unto God. So um, that, it had that, that impact on me. And even still to this day, like before, as we, anytime we go out to worship, it's just my prayer is that, you know, it would be a pleasing to God. It would be a sacrifice to him. And um, it's just, it's humbling to realize that the God of the universe wants to hang out with us. And uh, that worship is the place that we do that, or where that happens. So,
2: Frank, thank you so much. No how about you, Kelly? Could you share how worship has impacted your life? <laughs> well,
5: it's funny he should say that, because I, I have to share this story. It's so funny. Uh, and I've shared it before, but I think you'll get a chuckle out of it. I was, I was younger, and I was going to visit a Christian church. And it was my first time singing a solo, ever. And uh, the woman... There was a lady there. Her name was Jenny, and she had the most beautiful voice, and I was so afraid. And she said to me, she says, you know, (laughs) she says, if the Lord gave you a beautiful voice, you get up and share it. And praise to him. And if darkness, those praises are going up to heaven. And it was one of the most powerful moments I think I've ever had on this worship team. And then, so things like that. And then um, there was a special needs girl, and she was probably in like the sixth or seventh row back. And I, th- I think you guys remember, and she, we're kind of loud over there in main campus if you haven't been there, <laughs> so we can be a little bit loud. But this girl, probably about 15 years old, she was a special needs girl. She was singing so loudly that even with our in-ears in and the music, we could hear her. And she was dancing down the aisles and back and forth. And it was so beautiful to watch. And the song wasn't perfect. It wasn't necessarily on key. But I wondered that day, who's worshipped a God here? Because she came there pure of heart. And that blew me away. And um, she didn't care who was around. She just wanted to worship her God. And and, um, you know, our, our traditional team here, we have a prayer group that we, after we worship and after we have practices, we have a team, whoever's on that weekend, and we pray actually longer than we practice our worship. And we are seeing such amazing, Michelle can testify, Miranda, and such amazing answered prayers. And I all feel it's because we're coming in here with open hearts and we just want to worship God and he shows up and those prayers are happening and it's amazing. So thank you for that.
2: So. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. I like that. Get up and get even, right? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, could you share a little bit about how worship has impacted your life?
1: Absolutely. Well, I mean, as you can hear from Frank and from Kelly, you know, we all have some, some, some pretty um, specific stories um, behind how worship has impacted us. You know, I, I grew up in church. Uh, I was raised Protestant. Uh, we went to church right down the street in on Parkman Road. Um, so I felt, you know, at a very young age, I was very close to God, but, but eventually that changed. And uh, when I was in high school and when I was in college, um, even if not, um, you know, consciously, you find yourself kind of, you know, moving away from God and moving away from practicing your faith. Um, so I, you know, kind of got to a point in which, Um, you know, that snowballs and you start to do more worldly type things. Um, But then eventually, uh, this would have been about four years ago, that all changed for me. Uh, So I was in a hotel room, um, something having to do with business. And I brought up an email on my phone, and it was talking about a night of worship that they were doing at a trade show that I was going to. And it was featuring Lauren Daigle, if many of you know who Lauren Daigle is. So I I, I didn't know who this person was. So I just got on YouTube and, and, you know, um, loaded up some of her music, started listening to it, and I could feel immediately the Holy Spirit come on me and say, where you are now, is not where you're going to be because I need you to go somewhere else. So it was within a very short period of time, you know, I've, I've, I've shared with people that I, I enjoy doing theater. Um, so believers over the summer of 2018 decided that they were for the first time ever going to do an original musical directed by Renee of all people here. So I'm sitting in the sanctuary um, next to my mom and I get this little nudge. Um, and my mom had actually been telling me for years, she said, you know what, I want to see you up on the worship team. And I said, well, mom, I just, I don't know if um, if that's really what I want to do. Um, but when I when I knew that there was something more that was going to be coming for me, um, I just, you know, it, got, it was almost as if God was giving me that nudge saying, look, you know, this is where you need to um, be able to begin your journey to really being able to serve God um, you know, more fully and, and with all of your heart. So we did this musical and I auditioned. I actually met Michelle um, when we auditioned for her and Renee and I actually was cast as the lead character. Many of you may remember um, someone named Frankie Frappuccino in uh, the musical Get Off My Lawn. So, you know, we we go through these rehearsals and I, I now get to a point where I start getting a chance to meet all of the different people that are involved with believers, not only through the rehearsal period, but then we go through these performances and just to feel this level of graciousness. This is such a gracious body of Christ that we have here at Believers. And I I just can't say enough things about how truly humbling that experience was, but Basically, the point to all of this story is that me playing a character in a musical was not necessarily this point of arrival. This was just the start. This was ultimately where I was going to have an opportunity, call it an on-ramp, to be able to practice my faith in a, in a more definitive position. So about a month later, I went through Growth Track, and it became clear to me that my purpose for being involved with believers and serving the Lord was to be on the worship team. So I then auditioned for the worship team with Michelle, and was was so grateful that I was I was able to join. Um, but I was reminded very quickly and and continuously that that serving. You know, in a worship setting, as, as something that Frank had shared, it's, it's not about being up here and performing in front of people. Being up on the worship team is you. It's, it's being as authentic as you can be um, because you're just an extension of God. You are, as Kelly has told me as well, you're being a hollow vessel in front of people where you just stand up and you say, look, God, I give myself to you. I want to have the opportunity where I can be able to grow in your presence and I can be able to serve others so that they can not only see me, but they can see you, Lord, through me. You know, my favorite verse in the Bible is Romans 12, 2, and it says, be not conformed to this world, but, or to the patterns of this world, um, but, but you know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So I feel that as I went through being Frankie and being able to develop my character and who I am, and now to this point being on the worship team, I still haven't arrived. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to arrive until I, I meet God in the next life, um, but I at least have the opportunity now to continue to be able to grow my path, and I look forward to that continuing forever.
2: Thank you so much for sharing that, Kyle. You know, I appreciate that story. And I love that God has designed all of us to be worshipers. He actually wired us that way as, as human beings. And so that leads me to my next question I want to ask you guys. We're wired to worship. If we don't give our worship to God, like our human flesh, our bodies, we're crying out to worship something, right? And so I think that you've all probably experienced at one time or another that things can compete for our worship, there are things that can hinder our worship, um, rather than worshiping God, sometimes it's easy to put our focus and attention on some, something else. So I'm going to ask you guys, like, what are some things that can compete for our worship? Faith, I'm going to ask you.
6: For me, I would have to say after serving Christ for 30 years, it would have to be religious pride. Um, the Bible states that knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. And, um, I remember in the first years walking with Christ, I, was, I had a surgery, and I had stitches in my stomach, had just seen God do a miracle for me to get through the surgery, and I went to a prayer service, and as I was going up for prayer, I was talking in my mind the whole time, now, Lord, I love you. I love you, and I know you can heal, but and I saw people being slain in the spirit, but I'm going like, well, I got stitches in my stomach, and I ain't falling down. <laughs> Okay, I'm telling God what I'm not going to do, walking up, the, walking up the aisle for prayer for someone to touch me. So as soon as I got there, the man of God, he even stretched his hand out. He never even touched me. And I was on my back, slain in the spirit. And it was from that point on, I knew God, you are God all by yourself. And there's a lot of things about this walk that I don't know about. And I'm willing to humble myself to learn and to continue learning. And after serving Christ and being in a ministry where we are taught the word of God, that could be one of the blind spots in my life, I know, to think you know it all. But when you think you know it all, that's when you find out something else can come up. And my prayer now is I humbly know how to curtsy before the Lord. (laughs) I tell him every morning, I don't need anything orchestrated to let me know that you are God all by yourself. And I have learned that praise brings him down to me, but my worship takes me up to god and it is in that place of worship that i acknowledge lord i am poor naked and blind hateful hopeless and helpless even as a believer and you are worthy of my worship and praise
2: thank you faith that's powerful powerful love that just remember to curtsy okay i love i love that so much frank what could you say to that what can compete for a worship (laughs)
4: Oh. <laughs> sorry um a lot of the basic thing you know work uh busyness time or, or feeling you don't have time um also trying to do good things like we we might be volunteering places you might be serving in church but uh, you know are we spending time alone with god are we worshiping god and um i've noticed that oftentimes especially if if you want to spend an extended time in prayer or worship, something always comes up. Like you get a text, or somebody calls you, or something breaks at home, or <laughs> um, something like that. It's almost like somebody doesn't want you to do that. <laughs> um, so that's it's just important to try to to make the time and to make that the priority. But I feel like just about you know everything <laughs> tries to interfere and take us away from from that. Yeah. So.
3: Thanks, Frank. What would you say to that, Renee? Well, I was going to say, you know, Pastor Joe has taught us that Satan was the worship believed to be the worship leader in heaven before he was thrown out, and so he certainly knows the power behind worship. And so what's he going to do? He's going to throw distractions your way to get you not to worship and not give God the honor that he deserves. Um, And so we just have to be very conscientious, whatever that word is, yeah? Conscientious about... deliberately spending time in worship because no matter what, he deserves all of our, you know, he deserves all the honor and all the glory. Love that.
2: You know, I think it's one thing um, to worship when things are going like really great. Um, I'm sure you've all been there. Like things have been awesome and easy and Great things have happened, so I'm going to celebrate and thank God and give Him my worship. I think it's a whole other thing to go out of your way and worship God when you just aren't feeling it that way or that day. Like Life is stressful. um, You're having issues with your finances or trouble at work or issues in relationships, and so... I know we've all been there, and I think it would be awesome to talk about, like, how do we learn to worship when we're hurting, when we're in a season of waiting? How do you praise God before you've even seen the things that he's promised you? So, Kyle, what would you have to say to that?
1: So I was um, reading a devotional um, Actually, it's a 12-day devotional, uh, so it's uh, continuous at this point. Uh, it's by someone named Phil Wickham, if anybody knows who Phil Wickham is. He's uh, written a lot of worship songs uh, like House of the Lord, Battle Belongs, uh, even Hymn of Heaven, which, which we've sung here. And he said something in, in the devotional yesterday that really got me. It said, happiness is based on happiness, but joy is based on the Lord. Uh, joy is based on Jesus. So I I found a scripture um, that that kind of centered around joy, because we can find joy in hurt, we can find joy in waiting, and it's from uh, James 1, verse 2. It says, "'Count all joy, my brethren, when you fall into manifold temptations, knowing that the proving of your faith worketh patience, and let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire and lacking nothing.'" Um, so I've not always been a, a patient person and I, I feel that um, through the time that I've I've been serving God, it's it's really worked on my patience as well. Um, but I, there are a lot of things that I have been waiting for you. and know, I mean I, I feel in my life that I would like to I would like to be married and I would like to have a family. Um, and I give God that all the time because you know I'll, I'll have other times in which it would bother me and I'll be at a place in my life right now where it doesn't because I you know it all happens in God's timing. Um, when you want to stay in continual prayer, you know, and asking permission for all of these different things, because God will grant you whatever it is you ask of him if you just ask him uh, for it in earnest. Um, But in the same respect, you know, we don't know necessarily why things are not happening when they're happening, because God may have other plans for us prior to those things that we're wanting. Um, Just I'll give you another example. Um, i I, I still consider myself a family man, you know. I'm I'm very close to my mother, and and I help her out quite a bit. Well, we also I have a younger sister. I'm one of two, and uh, my sister um, uh, suffers for, uh, from uh, myo- myoclonic seizures and uh, has epilepsy, which is actually something that happened more recently, and is uh, living in a nursing home. So there's a lot of instances now where I've. Needed to be available for that, and um, you know, I was sharing a praise report as Kelly mentioned that we always pray, af- pray after all of our traditional services um, or our tr- traditional um, um, rehearsals. And um, a praise report I had was that you know you 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 find yourself in a situation where maybe nothing is going right with um, with with what someone else is going through, and then when you least expect it, you'll get a call. And someone called me and said, oh, by the way, we've approved your sister for disability, and we're going to date it back two years. So now all of a sudden you have an answer to prayer, you have doors that are going to be open, and you can find ways in which you say, Lord, I'm not going to give up on anything because I know that you are the great physician, you are the great healer, and even if these natural vehicles that you're going through to be able to find answers are not providing anything, that you give everything to Jesus and know that there is always going to be a way for someone to be healed.
6: Thank you so much, Kyle. That's awesome. We are acquainted with him when we are acquainted with his sufferings. So um, the sacrifice of praise is really a sacrifice going through life because all things are not going to always go well. And that's one truth I think if we would embrace, it would make worship so much richer for each of us. Um, Jesus Christ is not an ATM machine. We don't come in here and go ka-ching, answer my prayer. Um, We are here to give him what he is due. And oftentimes we are willing to pay our tithe, but we rob him of the offering of worship. And I don't want to be guilty of that.
2: Faith, I couldn't have said it better. I mean, thank you so much. Um, listen, guys, at the end of the day, like, we serve a God that we couldn't worship or thank or bless enough for all of the, the good, incredible things that he does for us. And I'm so thankful that even with that being said, he longs for this connection with us, this relationship with us. And worshiping him, especially through song, is such a great avenue in order to deepen that Uh, relationship with God. And so I want to thank you guys for letting us share with you today. Uh, Can we give it up for our incredible worship team?